I think I've mentioned that I will be a, a forever masker. Um, when I'm around people that I don't know, or when I'm like at, you know, when I'm at the arena, either one of the arenas, or if I go to the grocery store or something like that, I think it's going to be a while before I'm not, I'm, I'm comfortable coming out of a mask. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I also like it because me and you are both bearded fellers. And some, sometimes, you know, we don't feel like combing our face and the mask kind of hide that for us. Yeah. Right now, my beard is just like my mustache is like hanging over my lip and shit. And I hate that so much. Yeah. And uh, so the mask has just been covering that for me, which is right. So I think wonderful. that I like them. I think I'm really starting to get into now. I always like a little bit of anonymity. And I know that sounds weird for what I do, but I do like a little anonymity. And I, if you see me out and around the town, it is very rare that if it's during the day, I don't have on sunglasses. I do that for two reasons. One, anonymity. Two, for those uh, retina scans that the government has in uh, the, the cell phone towers. They can't, <laughs> yeah, they can't the scan 5G. your retinas. They can't scan your retinas if they can't see them. So I wear my sunglasses all the time. Now that I have a mask on, I feel like I'm totally undetectable. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I went to the mall just before this for a second. I had to pick up uh, some flip flops from a store that I won't mention because, you know, they you didn't pay full, me to. So you I'm, paid full price. Exactly. If they wanted to give me these for free, maybe. But uh, so, uh, you know, I ran into the mall, dude. Yeah, no one wears masks anymore. It's it's over, baby. It's people are just done. But didn't, the numbers have stayed consistently down, even with all of this. So didn't I say didn't we did we or did we not discuss that on the show where I think they accidentally ended the pandemic when they released the news that people that are fully vaccinated can can. uh you know, stop wearing masks and stop social distancing. It's true. Yeah, we talked about it two weeks ago, which uh, I'm happy to be back, by the way. Yeah, um, that makes one of us. The thing is that they <laughs> accidentally ended the, the, the pandemic. And I am ecstatic that the numbers have stayed down. The thing is, though, the reality is, is that people are still contracting this thing. People are still dying from this thing. The true test just happened, what, Wednesday of this week, I believe it is. The true test where California has fully reopened. They hit their reopen date and they have fully reopened. And now it's going to be, you know, like two weeks. And like I said, when I bitched about Governor Douche Nozzle, I'm sorry, Governor Ducey here in Arizona, <laughs> when he lifted his fake mask mandate. And reopened everything. I'm glad that I was made out to be a liar. I'm okay with being a liar because the cases have not jumped. There was one day where it was no. a little scary after the holiday, the Memorial Day holiday. I was watching the old uh, fake news channels here and they were reporting like 900 and something cases. And I was like, oh crap, here we go. But no, that was just because of the holiday delay. They were catching up with the numbers. But I think I like wearing my mask now more for a fashion statement and for anonymity so that people don't realize, Hey, 
there's a real lonely fat guy over there that no one loves. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like doing the same thing. I go even a step further. I wear earbuds while I'm walking around as well. I just don't want anyone fucking with me while I'm doing my thing, you know? I'm in there. I, I needed my flip-flops. I went in there, got my flip-flops, got out of there. Uh, it felt like a felt like a SWAT mission, you know? Yeah. Um, I got podcasts blaring in my ears. So yeah. even if there's someone there that I knew, and they're like, hey, Jake, hey, Jake, I wouldn't even see him. I'd just keep walking. My, my own mother, you know? I wouldn't even see her. Yeah, you know, that's the way to live. It's healthy. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it is, it's a healthy, healthy way to live. It's a healthy way to yeah. live uh, when you mission impossible your way into a mall. Now, now, Jake, I am not. You you know how I stay, how I how I feel about feet. Absolutely hate feet. But were the flip flops that you were picking up were those for you or were those for someone else? Those were for me, actually. Uh, Do you happen to have the flip flops? I would like to see what the flip-flops are. I'm not a foot person, but I just want to see what you were referring to as a flip-flop. Um, oh, as yeah, Jake... they're right here. Give me two okay, seconds. Okay, go ahead. I'll bed. cover you. As Jake is looking around um, his room to discover the flip-flops, and uh, he has them in his hand. He's rejoining us now, and he's holding a flip-flop. Okay, so those are actually flip-flops. Okay. Yeah, you know what? not I slides. Was... I was thinking you were going to hold up something that looked like slides where the those are flip flops no. where it actually has something that goes between the thumb toe and the pointer toe. They're actually thongs. Yeah, they're they're yeah, thongs. they're literal. Yeah. OK, so because people people get those mixed up. People miss miscall their chonclas all the time. Those are true <laughs> flip flops. Those are actual flip flops. It's true. Yeah, um, I'm actually. um going somewhere uh that's gonna have nice weather uh next weekend and wanted to have some nice flip-flops to wear around so i could just wear some shorts and flip-flops around you know jake <laughs> i'd be careful because there was some really hot dude that reached out to me that oh, may yeah. or may not have offered to step into your shoes now there's a there's a high probability that will never happen but I mean, it's good looking dude, and you know how I am weak to good looking dudes. And he'd be happy to switch his name to Jake, I'm sure. No, I already have somebody else that I call Jake. <laughs> we should start the show. Five, six, seven, eight. What is up, boyos? Welcome to the Jake and Corey podcast. I am Jake. That is Corey. What is up, Corey? Hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's blue and smells like red paint? Uh, blue paint. Okay. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. <laughs> yeah. What makes you smile? Uh, uh, comedy, <laughs> face muscles. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got me. You, you got ruined me. my first one, you rat. 
<laughs> I know. I, I you know those improv classes that I took. I don't think they're working. You know, you're always supposed to yes and, and I I didn't yes and. I should. In 1924, took me a lot to write those horrible jokes. <laughs> yeah, and you, you wrote know what? Those jokes that I heard in kindergarten. I literally you are a lot no, older than I thought. <laughs> I am. I wrote these down and I put them in my phone, and they literally say, "Hey, Jake." I'm showing. I'm trying to show Jake my phone, but my uh, yeah, I can kind of see it. It literally says, "Hey, Jake." <laughs> I'm a slave to the script. I'm a slave to the script. You got to stick to the script, dude. Um, and actually, in my script, it says that it actually says stick. You got to skip to the. Stick to the script. Jeez, yeah. what a yeah. tongue teaser. I mean, those braces <laughs> just getting in the way there. It is the braces, man. Hey, uh, so I wanted to mention we're back. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, a feverish listener of ours, you know, you listen to every episode. You listen to all 10,000 episodes. You probably noticed we weren't around for the last two weeks. So uh, two weeks ago, a personal thing. And of course, last week was E3, which... Everyone should go listen to our E3 coverage, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, but we're back, so- sort of, because <laughs> next week, next week we're off, we're off again. <laughs> so you know, it's it, it, next month. July is gonna be the the month of Jake and Corey. It's we're gonna be plastered everywhere. You know, this week I, is Pride, or this month is Pride Month. Next month why. is. That's uh, why you, know, you don't J- want to do the show C- because it's Pride Month. That's why. What does that mean? That means that you don't want to do the show because it's Pride Month. That's the only reason that I can. I, for the record, folks, none of this is my fault. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. But <laughs> I will. I will also go on record that I do not fight Jake to reschedule the show. So I, I will give I will I will take that mark. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's fine. We're here. We're doing it. We'll be back when when I'm back. You know, it's 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 all good. It's all good. I'm even missing the Loner Gamecast next week, which is depressing. Um, but we're still going to have one. That hurts. Um, that, that, that cuts to the quick. That cuts to the quick. Oh, you're going to it hurts you to miss the, the Loner Gamecast. But Jake and Corey, uh, we're just not going to be here. Thanks, Jake. Value me. Well, Value. it hurts. It hurts. It, let me ex- <laughs> let me explain. The reason it hurts me is because they're going to be doing the show without me. We've got someone filling in for me. And, uh, you know, it just makes me sad that I won't be there. Me and you, you know, we'll catch up. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> If it doesn't, if it happens, it happens. Um, if it doesn't, it doesn't. I also think right now, Jake, we're on a huge delay. Back in. I think. I think it's working. Are you sure it's working? I think so. Are you sure? Yes. Are you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was a good fucking, test. <laughs> those like fucking test. pregnant pauses are killing the timing. I know, dude. It was. It I was keep, rough. I keep stepping on you, and we have better timing than that. Yeah. Um. So you don't care about uh, uh, the Jake and Corey show, but it hurts you when the when you can't do the the lo- the loner cast. I I cry every time we miss, which we've only missed you know 
never until the last two weeks, which is just yeah, wild. <laughs> is it because you're you're the the co-host on there is prettier than I? Is that what it is? No, no. no. I don't no. think that's what it is. No, like if if you ended up doing this with someone else named Jake, I would I would probably be very sad. See, I, I would never. Number one, I don't know anybody else named Jake. <laughs> and the people that I call Jake, I do for selfish sexual purposes. That's fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. And if I and and I have a rule in my life that I can only have friends with, you know, one name. Now that rule was a little broken by my little brother. My little brother's name is Daniel. And then my executive producer's name is Daniel. But I can't fire my brother. I think you could. I've tried. <laughs> he just keeps showing up. He just uh, keeps <laughs> like an apartment roach. Yeah. No matter how much you spray and spray, they always come back. <laughs> um, speaking of in a sexual way, you keep yes. up with the tw- you keep up with the Twitch meta. Like you're <sighs> you're pretty in sync with the Twitch meta, right? I'm pretty. I find myself pretty in sync with a certain segment of Twitch. Twitch is a vast world. And um, I am like stuck on stupid with a handful of Twitch streamers. Um, I Yeah, I, if it's not GTA role play right now, I'm not really into what's going on. But I find myself, and I was going to bring this up on the show, I find myself getting really pissed off at some of these streamers. Uh, please elaborate. Well, okay. So one of my favorite streamers, Benny Streams. Uh huh. His normal role play is is uh, very attractive to me. He doesn't have to fill every moment with words. He allows the role play to develop around him. And he interacts with it. Well, the storyline with his character, Santi, in GTA 5, um, he's fallen in love with racing. And he's racing everybody else's cars. And I'm talking about the character that Benny Stream plays in, in GTA 5. He's using everybody else's car in Los Santos to race. And he's begging them to use his car. But Santi is also sitting on over $200,000 in marked bills that he needs to clean. And he also has a job that pays him more than enough money at the burger shot if he just worked the shifts to get his negative bank account out of the rears so he could put his cleaned money into his bank so he can go get himself a racing car. And it's frustrating me that... Benny isn't role-playing the character to do it. (laughs) So we have this character that's just running around Los Santos begging people. There was a scene, a a, a scene that happened a couple of days ago where Santi's inside, hey, Santi's inside the uh, upgrade auto shop and everybody else, all of his other friends are upgrading their racing cars. And he's like, man, I wish I had a racing car to, to be able to upgrade. And I'm screaming at my computer, go clean your money, you son of a bitch. Go clean your money and you can have a racing car. I'm in, I'm in too deep and it's frustrating me. It was almost to the point, Jake, I literally went into the discord of Benny Streams 
and was typing out this long paragraph on how Santi should just clean his money so he doesn't have to beg people in Los Santos to race their car. And then he's racing their car. He's getting G&E and he's just giving a G&E away <laughs> yeah. to people. And, and I'm, dude, you can be doing this yourself. And Santi's just begging people and sad when he doesn't have a car to race. And I'm sitting there just like, you son of a bitch, clean your money and you can have all of this. I think we need to start a new segment on the show where what? it's Corey talks GTA role play. Corey's, Corey's GTA meltdowns. Yeah, it's frustrating the crap out of me. And then, and then Jay, and then, okay, okay, Lysium, who plays Benji in, in, in GTA role play, can never stop fucking moving. I can just imagine that his fingers are on his keyboard, just constantly moving his character. He can't have one conversation without his character just moving. Even if he's not talking, his character is jumping on trash cans, scaling <laughs> walls, moving around, doing. Why is your character moving? And you, you, you have crack. You, your character's not a crackhead. Stand still and listen to the conversation. Because what they, I guess maybe he doesn't realize when the character moves, the audio moves. It adjusts and sounds. The further you get away from somebody, the lower their voice. The closer you are, the higher their voice. You move to the left, their voice moves to the right. You move to the right, their voice moves to the left. That's the way That's the, the way that they designed this game. And I can't stand the characters that just never stop moving. I hate them, dude. I hate them. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm done. This irritates me. That's been uh, Corey's GTA roleplay corner moment, Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Meltdown. Have you heard any of the? Uh, <laughs> have you heard any of the GTA streamers uh, talk about like the hot tub meta on Twitch? The way that they do it in GTA is very interesting because they just can't come out and have conversations like that in the game. At least the role players that I watch don't do that. They do it in character um, and they do it like uh, like one like Santi was talking to another character, Jay. And Jay's Jay hadn't been around in a while. And when Jay finally logged back on or, you know, woke back up in the city. The way that Santi, uh, the way that Jay explained to Santi where he was, he says that I was off. You know, I took a trip to a world where, you know, I was building lots of blocks. <laughs> And that was literally his way in the game. In oh, character, he to went say, to play Minecraft. He was he's been playing Minecraft. Oh wait, uh, he moved. He he went to vacation. How did he put it? He said he went to vacation at Block City. <laughs> That's, That's how awesome. he put it in art in, in, in the into the character. So they have mentioned something about the the hot tub because at the top of the casino on the No Pixel server there is a hot tub, and. <laughs> so there was a couple of role play scenes that happened up there that was hinting at the fact that um, uh, about, you know, what Twitch has been what what's been going on with Twitch in the, the hot tub. And I've caught it and I've, I've 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 jumped into a couple of live streams on Twitch of streamers and and hot tubs and uh, eh, very interesting. But what are yeah. you alluding to? So the hot tub meta that kind of started, you know, last month and, um, you know, basically Twitch had been pretty hardcore about, um, banning. Skin. 
yeah, skin and like being too overtly sexual on their platform. The one loop around was, you know, you can wear a swimsuit when you're in a, you know, a hot tub or a swimming pool and they can't discriminate, you know, because if a guy can, you know, be in his swim trunks, girl can be in a bikini or whatever. So what what streamers had found was, hey, if I dress in this, you know, sexy bikini in a hot tub, which is really just a blow up pool in my living room, yeah, uh, I can, you know, stream this way. And it blew up. Twitch didn't really push back at all because they actually probably noticed the huge numbers that they were getting because of these streams. Mm-hmm. And they're they're like, well, let's let's let it be. And the way we'll solve it is we'll create a new hot tub category. So if you want to go there, you have to go to the hot tub category. I think most of these streamer, you know, streamers mark their um, page as eighteen plus. Yeah. So honestly, like I have zero issue with it. If that's how they're going to do it, it's a separate category. You have to be 18 plus to see it. Great. Um, a lot of people had some issues with it because they're worried that Twitch is going to turn into a cam site. Um, <laughs> and I, I think that's just like ridiculous. You know, we're not seeing areolas. People aren't like spreading open their, you know, vagines, you know, exposing their balls or whatever. I have no issue with it. And now that the new meta the new struggle that's been going on on Twitch where a lot of the Twitch streamers are upset is that girls are doing ASMR and, you know, just making it very uh, sexualized ASMR. Um, And uh, one of the streamers, I don't even remember who it was, but this was blown up on Twitter, was uh, like farting in the mic and like, I guess that's like a kink for people or whatever. And people are upset. People are saying, like, Twitch should pull this stuff down. And uh, my stance on it uh, is let them do that. I don't know. It's obviously, like, don't let people get naked. We don't need naked people on that on on the platform because that is how it turns into a campsite. But as far as, like, girls looking sexy, you know, farting in a mic, um. I think that's okay. Like, I think if you're able to see this sort of stuff on basic cable, it should be allowed on Twitch, right? Like, you can go on the E! Network and watch, you know, Girls Next Door where there's where they're naked, but it's blurred out, and it's fine, right? And, like, I think as long as you're following that sort of guideline, I think it's fine. Especially with, like, the kinds of games that people play on stream where they're just, like, grotesque grotesquely violent violent which i play those games too so god bless but like you know if we can have that stuff on twitch we can have girls looking pretty on twitch as well i really don't see an issue with it at all i don't think that this is a real issue to begin with honestly because when you were saying this the first person i thought about was adept the best which she plays mariposa in grand theft auto uh, role play but uh-huh. the reason why i bring her up is that she is also the girlfriend the live-in girlfriend of one of the largest streamers on twitch xqc adept prior to her grand her grand theft autoplay cleavage for days yeah on her cam girls are damn near everything but areola on their cam so even before this whole hot tub bullshit, there were still girls that were 
that were out there just jacking them up for the cam. Yeah. So I don't even know why this even became an issue. Twitch had, may have had this this policy there, but it was clearly not being enforced with everybody, but maybe the Uggos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Adept the Adept the Best is not a big streamer, but she's tied to a very big streamer. But when you see Adept on her stream, she's pretty them up. The girls are out there. <laughs> so all the girls and a lot of popular female streamers on, on the Twitch platform that I've encountered have the sexuality just turned up because quite honestly, I don't know many dudes that just want to sit around and watch a chick just play video games. Well, I think you're going to sit there and look at her because she's a fucking piece of candy. Well, I I don't even think that's totally fair either, because like I think a girl can go on there and Twitch stream just like just like uh, the boys. And uh, that's totally fine. But Uh, if you go and look at the popular Twitch streamers and you break it down by sex, the ones that are kicking up the sexuality are the ones that are succeeding more. Well, and that's why Twitch isn't pulling any of them down. Like, a big one is Amaranth, which people just, you know, they they love Amaranth, which, you know, she does the ASMR stuff. She does the hot tub streams. Is but she like, doing it? Or is there, are her are cleavage out and stuff like that when she's doing it? Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. So that's, that, and, yeah, that's and, what and I'm that's, saying. That makes the hot like, tub bullshit crazy. But it's like, stupid. It's ludicrous. Well, and that's, I, I think it's fine. Like, you know, be sexy. And like, yeah. you know, if you're a streamer and you happen to have some, some big tatas, go ahead and, and, you know, show them off. Just like if you're a big muscular man and you wear your, uh, uh, you know, um, what's tank it called? Top. Like a tank top. I think it's the same sort of thing. A lot of streamers wear tank tops, right? Like, yeah. And that's but fine. But dude, I've even heard streamer Greek God X, um, say that he received like a three-day ban because he was doing a workout stream shirtless yeah and i guess somebody reported it because his and this was off of his twitter because his junk was flopping while he was doing jumping jacks yeah and somebody reported him and that was a three-day ban from twitch for that uh he also was um permaband off of the G off of the no pixel server because while he was playing his character Tay-Tay he was streaming shirtless and somehow that caught the eye of the no pixel admin and he right. was permaband not permaband well, like XQC is permaband but permaband where he can no longer get I mean XQC gets permaband like every other freaking day and, and they let him back in well, but I, I think gonna... that they there's always been a high level of sexual presentations on tw- on the Twitch platform in my well, eyes and you know just like in media in general right like yeah. they, everyone you know Brad Pitt is a great actor but he's also a beautiful man if we want to go the man direction and then you know same could go for a bunch of different actresses you know it's why, it's why do you think this show was so popular you're yeah, the sex symbol of this show we we've I'm got the Nick. brains <laughs> we've got Nick on the LonerCast channel. That's why it's blowing up, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, and that was going to be my next point, is, like, the only issue I have with Twitch, I have no issues with the streamers, first of all, first and foremost. No problem with them at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, grinding well, out a problem. Dude. I got a problem with XQC, but that's... Well, yeah, that's, he's, a, he's a fucking idiot. That's neither here nor there. But I will say, sure. Twitch needs to be more consistent, though. So if they're going to allow, if they're going to allow, like, 
girls to do that stuff. They need to allow, uh, you know, Greek God X to, you know, have his flapping junk. As long as it's not straight up dick out, you know, I don't see an issue. Just like you could have that on, you know, Comedy Central. No problem. Now, for the platform, I agree. You know, we don't want areolas and we don't want we don't want sack and balls or, or twig and berries. Yeah. But, you know, for a platform, because we don't want it to turn into a cam site. Right. But personally, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, there are some streamers that I, you know, I yeah. I wouldn't mind that I well, go into their about profile and look to see if they have an OF anywhere in there. And then I'm a lot of, you know, a, a lot of, of them do. And that's fine, too. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, I can't tell you do. how many OnlyFans profiles I've subscribed to from finding them on Twitch. Yeah, and it's like a lot of them do. But then at the same time, if you're not interested in that sort of content and you're like, this person's overly sexual and you have an issue with that, that's fine, too. Just go watch someone else, man. There's plenty of streamers on on Twitch that aren't like being over sexual. What I'm saying is go follow twitch.tv slash lonercast and watch me play video games on Thursday nights, huh? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go watch him right after. And thank you very much for streaming after my show so we wouldn't have a conflict. That's true. I actually stream on Wednesdays. It was this week because of E3. I streamed on Thursday. So. Okay, that's that's two mentions of E3. That's your other show. You get you get no more mentions of, <laughs> of Ethernet on on this show. You and your EA. All I saw on your freaking social media profiles was E3, E3, E3. And I'm like thinking to myself, this dude is playing the worst fucking game of bingo because there is no E3 in bingo. <laughs> we actually made a bingo card for oh, E3. Okay. Oh my God. Can you jizz on E3 anymore? It's like you and me and GTA roleplay. Do you know what E3 Do you know what E3 is? Oh God. I don't care what it is. Well, let me tell you. E3. Oh, no, please don't. E3 stands for Electronic Entertainment Expo. And last year there was no E3. Because shouldn't of- it be EE? And not E3. Should it be EE Entertainment Expo instead of E3? Oh, E3 must be your head. Electronic starts with an E2. Yeah, that's the three. Electronic Entertainment Expo. So then it should just be three E's and not E3. E3 just run. It's just fucked up from the design. Yeah. So (laughs) last year there was obviously no E3, but this year it was back. But the problem with E3, and there was a lot of great games shown at E3. Uh, but yeah, E3 was back. But the biggest issue with E3 was that a lot of these uh, publishers, you know, they have big events to show off all their new games. But all of these publishers experienced COVID the same way we did. So a lot of them didn't have anything to show because their productions, a lot of them got halted. So nothing's like ready to go. There were a few big games that were announced, but like. On the whole, it was a pretty light E3 because things, you know, happened over the last year. So a lot of games got announced for next year that are probably going to be delayed. And uh, yeah, that was kind of the E3 experience. Uh, And we streamed for like 18 hours. It was a lot of fun. All right. And we're back to Twitch. Jake, I think what you're thumping the head on is the fact that people, the small sect of people that have a problem with any type of sexual uh, presentation or, you know, a, a good looking girl with her, her boobs out or a good looking guy with his muscles out. What you said is true. 
People need to just not watch it. If it's not your bag, don't watch it. I think what people are doing, and this is probably part of the heartbeat of, of this country and why we're so damn prudish here, is that people see something like that. Instead of them saying, you know what, this isn't for me, I'm going to go watch somebody else in their moo-moo, you know, play, you know, Pac-Man. They complain. They force the hand of these platforms. They force the hand of Twitch to put out these policies to stop people instead of them just saying, hey, no, look, it's the same thing with porn. If you don't want to watch porn, don't watch it. Yeah, but and I'm, don't not, force I'm not the saying people. I want Twitch no, to turn into porn, you know? I know you're not saying that, but I'm making the point that the people, there are people out there that instead of them just saying, hey, I'm going to go watch something else, this isn't for me, they want to make a fucking statement and change shit. And so well, that it ruins the fun for some of us that know how to adult and watch these type of things and, and just recognize the beauty that's in front of us and not fucking look at it like it's a fucking creep fest. You know what I think a lot of it is, especially the outrage on Twitter. Ugly is, fat house frau women at home that their husbands don't dick them down no. anymore. So they're angry. What I think it is, is a lot of Twitch streamers, dudes um, that stream regularly. And they're upset that they're not getting all the views and they're upset that they don't have tits to expose. And they're like, this isn't fair. Why they do need to rip their shirts off or they need to wear something tighter. Well, and it's like, well, sorry, you don't have boobs, man. Maybe you should find a different career or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah. for you, man. Like where some, there was a dude that I was watching his hot tub stream. I don't even know who he is. I just he was he popped up, you know, when you sign into Twitch, it shows who's live. And it just kind of popped up and dude was in the fucking hot tub in his living room and he had digitized anime characters in the hot tub with him <laughs> and he was in the hot tub and his whole thing was is that he kept he kept changing his swim trunks and about four hours into his stream he was in um, um, speedos but he was within policy because he was in a hot tub. Yeah. And those were his and dude was sitting there with, you know, 98,000 people streaming this show and his freaking sub button going on. So dudes that, you know, I understand are probably, and it's probably the fat dudes that look like me that want to get a lot of stream views, but they, they don't want to run their webcam. You know what I mean? Because they know they're uggo. Look, bro. Look, it's with everything. It's everything. Sex fucking sales why do you think i have my little brother on my show because he he thinks with his fucking head in his pants before he does with the one on his shoulders what do you think i got detail around because he's a fucking sex symbol and people yeah. watch it for the sex symbol they're not watching it to get off on me sex sales so if twitch dude twitchers that are fat hairy and lonely are mad because a girl has tits and she's got more fucking views you need to amp it up a little bit. Get a little cartoon character that's a little sexier or something. Sex sales. <laughs> push the envelope. But also, like, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. There's plenty of streamers that are out there that don't do the sex. XQC doesn't really do sexy that much. XQC doesn't really do sexy, but XQC is also a good looking dude minus his sure. humongous nose. But that's what I'm saying is, like, you could be good looking and not be, like, a sexy streamer and just happen yes. to... And and you could also be like an ugly dude and make it as long as you're interesting, but like, yeah, like don't expect you don't deserve views just because you're streaming. I can oh, attest yeah, yeah, from yeah. personal experience. I stream all the time. I get no views, but I'm not mad about it. I know I'm uninteresting. 
<laughs> like Blastoise. Blastoise is a streamer on the Twitch platform. Blastoise is a good looking dude. Yeah. He's a really good looking dude. He he's he's a 1K Andy. And that's only if somebody raids him with 1K. Other than that, he's pulling he's pulling down two, three hundred people at the most. But he's a good looking dude. And he's a 1K Andy on average. You know what I mean? And 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 it just works that way. My favorite streamer, Benny Streams. He's not a very good looking dude. He rarely turns on his webcam. He's also a 1K Andy. Yeah. You know, he hovers around that 1500, 1500 sub a month thing. And for him, that's good enough. Yeah, that's but then there's, there's people like Sips who is just like pure dad energy. He's yeah. not like a handsome looking dude at all just a normal looking guy but he's just really funny and he is more than a 1k andy you know he's pulling in some big numbers sometimes um there's uh, another streamer whippy a whippy he plays a character in gta can't stand him he's annoying to me but he's a 5k andy and he's not that good of a looking dude but he's fucking engaging. He has this amazing uh, Australian accent. It's fucking killer. And then there was another character, Mr. K, who's one of the biggest mobsters in GTA. And he has this voice where he talks like an old mobster and he does not for this. And I, was, and I finally found the Twitch streamer who twitches this guy who plays this Italian mafia guy. He's a fucking six foot two white dude from Connecticut. My jaw hit the ground when I found out this was a guy. So it, <laughs> it so it, it's it's hit and miss. You know what I mean? You can well, amp it up with the sexuality, or you can amp it up with your skills and your content, one or the other. But just don't bitch. Just keep fucking uh, grinding, bruh. Yeah. Something will fucking twitch. Something will um, twitch for you eventually. Just keep fucking grinding. Yeah, Unless don't you're Jake. Don't take it out on the streamers, man. Like they're they're just grinding it out just like you. They just happen to out find on an the audience. Platform. Don't take it out on the platform. Stop fucking changing these bylaws and forcing the hands of these platforms because you're fucking unhappy. It goes for Twitch streamers that are unhappy and they want more views. And that goes for the fucking people that don't that are intimidated or feel a stirring in their nether regions when they watch some chick that's on there with their fucking boobs out. Don't stop fucking changing it. Twitch knows what they're doing. Leave it up to them. They know how far the envelope can go. And when someone pushes it too far, they boot their asses out. Twitch is on top of this shit. But it, it turns my stomach when these motherfuckers are trying to change the platform because they're uncomfortable because they're not getting the fucking views. That's jealousy to the 10th degree. Hustle fucking more, man. I got a fucking show, a fucking podcast. Jake has fucking 18 podcasts in the row, and none of them are pulling down what, you know, the Michael Mayer show is pulling down or what Adam Carolla is pulling down. But that doesn't fucking mean we're going to go to those platforms and try to change up iTunes and Spotify and iHeart so we can get more of the market. Fuck no, we're going to keep grinding to get that fucking market. Well, it, it, you know what? Twitch reminds me of the like what the radio market was back in like the 80s. Right. And then what happened? There was a guy that came out there and he's like, fuck censor, fuck censorship, man. We're going to we're going to fight censorship. And his name was Howard Stern. And, yep. you know, I, I think it's just a matter of time before we get like a Howard Stern type person on Twitch where they're just like, fuck censorships. 
and these and these guys are going to get all the eyes. But this also doesn't mean you have to be overtly sexual if you don't want to be. I no. mean, hell, look at Ninja. Okay, he was the biggest streamer on Twitch like ever, and he's still massive. That dude's not sexual at all. You know, like he. But that's he's not looking though. That's fine. You know, you just like, want to stare at him, kind of like when I do this show. Just want to stare at him. You know. <laughs> Yeah, just awkwardly stare at him, hoping that you know he'll go to the bathroom and he'll be wearing gray sweatpants. You know what I mean? He <laughs> could. The, hey, not the that's day. another. Not there's another thing that that um that non intentional sexual um uh flair to a stream, right? Like a dude that's wearing uh you know uh gray sweatpants and gets up and goes to the bathroom and he doesn't go to an intermission screen. He leaves his camera on. Right. Or, you know, just a girl who happens to have big boobs, but isn't trying she, to be sexual. She's just has big boobs, you know, and she drops something. Not even you then. Sometimes I mean? you just wear a shirt and it's like she's a pretty lady, you know, she's <laughs> she's, she's got some nice kanzankas. Yeah. You know what I'm but saying? But she can't There's, control that. You know, no, she it's, can't control that. So there is that. There is that um, unintentional sexual flavor that is awarding that is awarding to some people. You know, I think it's just the yeah, people just gotta fucking get over themselves. They gotta get over themselves. You just be you gotta find a way, man. I, yeah. I I got a face for radio. You know what I'm saying? So what do I fucking do? I do radio. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I've been in movies and shit like that, but I'm not. You know, that's to a very certain audience, even though there are some weird people out there that want me to start an OnlyFans page and want to watch me eat, um, which is weird. <laughs> um, kind of creepy. But, you know, hey, if, if 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 times get really hard at my network, you know, brother may have to start up that old OnlyFans. You know what I'm saying? But nevertheless, dude, sex is sex. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the outside looking in, Jake. I'm one of the weird. I'm one of the weirdos. I'm one of the weirdos. I'm the voyeur. I don't care. If someone wants to Twitch stream while they're fucking stark ass naked, I don't give a shit. Right. I'm going to watch. I'm going to look. I'm a dude where if you're going to show it, I'm going to look. As it long as they have an 18 plus button, I don't give a fuck. Right. You know? And this stuff isn't like promoted to children, you know, on Twitch or whatever. Like, I don't but, give a shit. But a lot of fucking Twitch kids, a lot of kids in Twitch. Yeah, but like if there's an 18 plus button, I mean, that's more on the parents than the streamers. Well, Jake, you know what? That brings me to something that I was going to bring up to you on this show. If we do have the time, we do that 18 plus thing where it be where you said it's on the parents. Yeah. This past uh, week, um, I was running low on e-juice. Uh, Jake and I are vapors and um, I have a specific vape company that I've been dealing with for as long as I've been vaping. It was because of this company that I, I feel like I was successful transitioning from traditional tobacco products to electronic vape. Well, the government, our government, the United States of America has gotten their fucking paws in on the e-cig game. And Jake, everything is now coming to fruition because all of those bylaws and shit and regulations that they um, were pushing have rolled out. A lot of them hit on June 1st, and I've experienced one in particular. I can no longer go to the, the company that I order my e-liquid from, go to their website, sign into my account, order what I want, click ship, 
It bills my credit card and it arrives at my house three or five days later. That's no longer possible due to the new government regulations. Now I have to go to the website, click through to another third party website, put in my social security number or fax in a copy of my, or, or scan and, and upload a copy of my ID to order e-liquid. But it doesn't stop there, Jake. For it to ship to my house, I have to show my ID to the UPS guy at the door before he will release the package. I talked to, a, I, 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 when I saw all of this, because I, I, I had to re-up on my e-liquid. I have to re-up like every three months. You know, that's how long mine, mine last. Yeah. I saw all this on the website and I said, fuck this. I'm not doing this. Are you crazy? This e-signature verify process that you have to go through. So I decided to go up to the, um, the vape store that I know carries my brand of e-liquid. You know, I put on my hazmat suit, my four mask my dark sunglasses, my goggles, my oxygen tank, and I went into a public space. And I'm talking to these guys, and the guy broke down what they have to go through now just to get e-liquid delivered to their store. Merchant ID verification and all this other, all this other shit. And all of this comes back to what you said. Parents, the government put all these fucking regulations in place for e-liquid because kids were getting access to e-cigs. And I looked at the guy and the guy at the the vape shop that I go to. We agreed. It came down to the fact that people can't control their kids. You know what I'm saying? I think that it's because also the government can't find a way to make a lot of money off of this e-juice. They got the tobacco companies are making e-liquids. So that's their way in. But I guess it's not as lucrative as they thought it was going to be. But it's absolutely crazy the process that you have to go through because people can't control their kids when i was a kid i got caught with a cigarette that i took from my dad's pack caught with a cigarette outside the back of my dad's restaurant was smoking in the alley jake smoking in the alley when my dad found me smoking in the alley you know what he did he beat my ass he didn't stop me but he still beat my ass because i was a kid and so now it seems like we have to lean on the fucking government to stop our kids from, from doing shit that parents should be, you know, put the fear of God in your kid to not do. I don't do drugs because my parents put the fear of God in me to do drugs. So it's the same fucking thing. You got to control. If it says over 18 and your kid clicks through that shit, that's your fault. Not, not the platform's fault. You know, now, not only this, Jake, not only do I have to go through hell and high water to get e-liquid now. There's something else that I discussed that I, I was thinking about today. Are we now with these new government regulations? Are we now turning UPS delivery drivers into police? What UPS delivery driver is going to walk up to someone's door, ring the doorbell, and if they're shown an ID that is under the age of 18, they're required to turn around and take the package away now? Is that where this is going? I I don't know, man. I I mean, that sounds a little extreme. I mean, like, the big difference between cigarettes and, like, don't beat your kids, please. But, like, the big difference between, you know, cigarettes 
and vapes is, you know, a kid could get a vape and vape in their room and the parent would probably never know, you know, but like cigarettes, you just couldn't do that. They have such a strong stench that it's kind of impossible. Like if a kid was like you, right, if you got a vape and like somehow got a hold of a vape when you were a kid versus Mm -hmm. going into the alley, you probably would have, uh, you probably would have just gone into the bathroom or whatever and just like blown off a couple in the bathroom and you know your dad wouldn't have been the wiser you know he wouldn't he wouldn't have even even known so i mean there is something to that aspect of vaping but they're requiring these ups drivers to verify ids now kids have always like tried to get shit drinking has been a thing for high school kids since the beginning of time i mean Mm -hmm, like go mm -hmm. go back and watch american graffiti which came out in the early 70s uh made by george lucas fantastic film by the way but you know it's a whole movie about high school kids drinking you know super bad same thing it's about high school kids trying to get beer for a party yeah, it, you know, it just kind of goes with the territory of having kids. And, uh, you know, there's no avoiding that. And, you know, if there's some precautions that need to be taken, that's fine. Um, th- you know, it's a pain in the ass for us us adults or whatever. But as far as the packages go, like, dude, how are, how is the package? How is your kid so confident that he's going to order a package? to the door not knowing when it's going to show up and just like be super confident that he's going to be the one to get it like it's just kind of weird right so i mean there's i mean dude but it, i question this though if a ups driver or a fedex driver or an on-demand driver or whoever the driver is or the usps people have a package that it's clearly marked check id verify id do you really think they're going to do that? They're going to put themselves in in a situation that can possibly get inflamed over the fact that someone refuses to show their ID and then they refuse to leave a package? I guess so, man. You know, it's We're a, turning it's a, our delivery drivers into police. I mean, we're turning them into bartenders, I guess. Like, do you think a bartender is police because they check your id well uh they they, check your id when you when you buy a pack of stokes from the gas station are they police well they're policing a government regulation and so now i guess they're you make a good point i guess you're doing the same thing with delivery drivers i can tell you this right now even pre-penny pre-pandemic i've ordered things that were delivered that were marked signature required that the ups people and the, the ex of the fed they just drop it off at the door and just you know beat cheeks i mean you got to realize our our ups drivers now a bartender they're there that's their job they can police because they're there they're not going anywhere these delivery drivers they got thousands of packages that have to that all have a deadline on it they are calculated on how long it takes them to get from their truck to someone's front door you really think these delivery drivers are going to go the extra mile to sit there ring a doorbell wait for somebody to open that door verify an id and then and then let the package go no these motherfuckers are going to drop that shit at the door beat cheeks because they got three thousand 
thousand more boxes in their truck that they got to get out. I think it's a ridiculous process that they're trying to enforce just because of these e-liquids falling into the hands of kids. That's my point. I think the the most annoying part is that they have to check it even though you have to put your ID in when you order it. I think when you order it and you have to put your ID in, that should be enough. You know. Well, the government wrote the the, the new regulation is that it, it's it's all about shipping these these liquids across uh, across the country. You know, and I was wondering why when all of this, all these talks for e-liquids started happening, I was wondering why the company that I was dealing with cut a lot of ties with U.S. based organizations and started doing a lot of marketing overseas. Now I see now now the writing is on the wall. That was a smart move for them because they knew that they were going to end up having their And also the company that I buy my e-liquid from went from having like 64 different flavors to now only having six. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, it's just that's annoying. Ridiculous. Because, yeah, I remember when they were trying to they were trying to put like um, laws on flavored things, and it's like because kids like oranges, and it's like I'm I like oranges too. <laughs> How come my I can't like chalk? You don't see me trying to shut down Crayola. Yeah, this Crayola makes it's, chalk, right? Or is that Acme? Somebody they, makes chalk. They probably have, they probably have a brand of chalk. Sure, it's just frustrating <laughs> that we get people that that become the loudest because they don't have control mechanisms. They don't, they 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 don't want to enforce the rules, so they have to go out and create the rules, create these blanket rules that affect thousands and thousands of people over a very small number of people that you know can't control their their household or their children and and you know if you really want to call a spade a spade jewel the e-cig jewel was the one that was the most used in in and teenagers and people under the age of 18 and folks if you dig down into jewel jewel is owned by marlboro marlboro is a tobacco company you know what i'm saying so it's not it's not yeah. marlboro's fault it's not jewel's fault it's just that you know you you got to you got I just think it's I think it's a parenting issue from my I eyes. think it is Marlboro's fault because Well, they did do some marketing cuz I think Marlboro is the one that's tr- <laughs> I think like you know? they're they're trying to uh they're trying to change the um the laws cuz they want people to buy cigarettes and not vapes probably because cigarettes are way cheaper to make than a vape. You know That's what I mean? very true too. So we're getting hit from two sides. We're getting hit from a, a, a side of the market that can't control their kids, and we're getting hit from the side of the market from tobacco who can't seem to fucking you know control themselves, and they want to you know to top out the market because e-cig sales are dropping. Um, just a, a huge pivot here. Um, sure. Did you ever hear the show iCarly? Hmm. So, iCarly, which was a Nickelodeon show back in, like, the mid to late 2000s, the aughts, um, it just got a new season, and, like, the new first episode just dropped on Paramount+. Plus. Isn't everybody, like, 40 now? And that's the thing. It's the same cast, minus one of the people that was, like, a main cast, but it's the same cast, Miranda Cosgrove, you know, those guys, and... But, like, they're appealing to the same audience that was watching it back then. So, oh, okay. 
like now it's iCarly again and like in the show you know the show is about a girl who has an internet talk show and that was like really topical back in like 2007 you know with youtube blowing up and stuff um but now it's back and she's like rebooting her online show in this show but now instead of it being a nickelodeon show they're like we're gonna get drunk and like we're gonna you know and they're like cussing a little bit and like it's kind of strange and um I guess people are really liking it. I haven't watched it because I refuse to subscribe to Paramount Plus. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll subscribe when the full season drops. But it's um, it, you know what I think it's got a I think the writing on the wall for shows that try to come back and appeal to the market that they held that is now aged up. Well, they're not. It's the reason why. But it worked Fuller for House, the Connors, right? No, Fuller House. Well, Fuller um, House had like three seasons, which is a pretty decent run. Yeah. It's yeah, not a nine season today, run, but you know. The Connors, when Roseanne returned and then it went down. It's like the in number one show. Of, yeah. It went down in a ball of flames with Roseanne's tweet. And the only, and I, for the life of me, Jake, I am a, I still to this day go to sleep every night watching old Roseanne. I can't for the life of me explain to you or find out why the Connors is still on ABC. That show sucks donkey hairs. <laughs> it is wretchedly horrible. Sarah Gilbert is not funny. Sarah Gilbert is not uh, um, drama. She's great, as, she's great at Leela, as Leela. She's great. Sarah Gilbert is a cartoon voiceover, and she's amazing at that, but the, they have moved so she's far. She's good in Sons of Anarchy, too. And, they have uh, moved so far from what Roseanne house. is that I'm out. I can't watch the Connors. And then when I punched out on the Connors is when they gave Dan Connors' character a new love interest in the character played by Katie Seagal. That's who I was thinking of. My bad. I can't. I can't. I can't. I refuse to see Dan Connor with anyone else but Roseanne. He is to be a widower until he's pushing up daisies. And the way that they rewrote that, and then the way, and everything, the writing for that show is just ridiculously bad and horrible. They had this gay character as this young man, and they pushed him out forward, and then when that didn't get traction, the writers pulled him back, and then they started pushing the, the, the relationship between Darlene and, and, this, and, and her other husband. But then Darlene can't get over David. It's just all fucking over the place. And oh, oh, oh! And then don't forget that sounds and that, like good that, drama that, to me. I don't know that that Becky went um, to to AA or to rehab again because Aunt Jackie lied to her and said that she got drunk and and Becky's baby fell between the bed and the wall. Well, obviously you're watching it, so you're part of the reason. But like I am, we've seen I'm so many of these. It. We've seen so many of these reboot shows and they and they do pretty well. I mean, like for a minute and then they die off because then they realize then the market realizes this isn't the same shit that I grew up with. Yeah. But like Will and Grace was huge and it doesn't need to go on forever. Most of these actors are like, yeah, I hope this only goes on for three seasons. Get a quick buck and move on to my next project. That's kind um, of the yeah. that's kind of the sad thing about uh the the Connors. Uh, the fact that that show is doing so well means that um, John Goodman can't do more movies because that man's old as fuck. And so, like, I'm sure he goes to Roseanne or uh, the Connors 
he shoots that and he sleeps the rest of the day you know probably so <laughs> and, and when did when did he stop being able to walk i mean I, john goodman is he he's got to be you know three thousand years old now the characters they didn't age well becky um who's played by lacey garrison i believe mm-hmm. she, she didn't age well Sarah Gilbert aged okay. Michael Fishman, who plays DJ, aged very well. And then they they stole that girl from Shameless to play the the firstborn of Darlene's character. You know what I mean? They brought in a whole lot of new characters in the Connors, but ever since Roseanne was gone, was eliminated from the show, and they rebranded it and made it the Connors, it's fucking sucked. It's not the same. Roseanne made that show. That show was about Roseanne and Dan's life. And they moved Darlene, a sub character, a child character to the forefront. And they're writing the storylines around her. And the storylines don't fucking make sense. John Goodman is 69 years old. He's also a man that was, um, you know, pretty overweight most of his life. It looks like he's. Yeah. He he had the surgery. Ah, probably. It looks like he got it kind of under control these days, but um, that might just be because well. might just be because he's sixty nine years old. But I can't imagine that's been too good on his uh, his old lungs and heart there. So that's probably hey, why he's sitting for most of it. He's a seventy year old man. Um, he does. He doesn't. He did. He's not, no Joe he Biden. Doesn't you know, age well. he's no Joe Biden. Yeah. No, running out on. It's like Joe, stop. Um, yeah, stop. But like stop these shows, there was one. In particular, because the, the weirdest ones to me are the kids shows. They start out as yeah. kids shows and then they grow and they want to keep that audience. So they have to like change the tone of the show, which I guess for iCarly kind of works because that show was always kind of on the cusp of being super fucking weird to begin with. But like another one that was supposed to get uh, a reboot like iCarly was uh, Lizzie McGuire. And from the sounds of it, it sounded like. Uh, Hillary Duff, who played Lizzie McGuire, which I'm sure you remember, Lizzie McGuire was fucking Hannah Montana before Hannah Montana was Hannah Montana. Wasn't, but wasn't Lizzie McGuire like that show? Wasn't it like part uh, real person, part cartoon? Yeah, yeah. So okay. when they announced Disney Plus, which feels like forever ago now, it was like two years ago, they announced that they were making a Lizzie McGuire reboot, or not reboot, but like another season of Lizzie McGuire. And the idea was it's Hillary Duff. As an adult, Lizzie McGuire, but now she's an adult, but she still has that cartoon character that she hears in her head or whatever, like the show. Um, And from the sounds of it, it sounds like she wanted it to be like iCarly, where they, you know, cuss a little bit and maybe drink beers, talk about hookup culture or whatever. Um, And Disney was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. So Hillary Duff completely completely left the project she's like if it's not going to be that then we're not going to get the audience so i'm out um yeah super strange yeah because they they tried that with um what was the show um a boy meets world right they tried to reboot that show called girl meets world but they were going for the younger audience again but i think what happened with that show was the younger audience didn't watch it the older audience went and checked it out and they're like this is a kid show. I wanted to watch, you know, Corey yeah. and Topanga all, all grown up and what they're up to now. I don't care about these kids. And the the real kids in the real world didn't give a shit about Boy Meets World. So that show <laughs> quickly went off the air, I think two seasons. But like something like 
and iCarly, I'm very curious to see if after this season, they get another season and maybe another season because the other benefit they have with iCarly is that Miranda Cosgrove, the kid who plays Freddie and the guy who plays Spencer. I only know Miranda Cosgrove's real name. She plays Carly. But, uh, you know, none of them were <laughs> really doing much. So they're right. kind of like, yeah, I'll do this forever, I'm sure. But, you know, you get a show like if they did another season of Hannah Montana, that might be hard because it's, <laughs> it's Miley Cyrus and her budget is probably, you know, 200 times the amount it was back then. Same with the the Connors. I bet John Goodman's budget is most of that show. I bet he makes the most money out of everyone on that show because he uh, became nope. He I became Sarah. He became a huge fucking star after Roseanne, dude. Like he went on to play some pretty huge roles. But I think it's Sarah because Sarah it, John isn't a, an executive producer on the show, or he's not credited as okay, an executive well, producer, and Sarah is credited as so an she executive probably producer. gets money because she has one, creative input. One, but. One thing we're sleeping on, though, is we're sleeping on uh, Lori Metcalf, who plays Aunt Jackie. I th- she, she became a huge star after Roseanne, too. Really? She's, what? She, she's done some crazy <laughs> fucking cool, cool, cool ass movies. John, I think her and John's star may be almost at, at an Hey, alignment. man, John With Goodman. John, just a little bit more. John Goodman, he went on to play Fred Flintstone. I mean, come on. He went on to play Soli in Monsters, Inc. Of course, he was in The Big Lebowski. Like, he went on to play some really iconic characters. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Now that you're weighing it out, I kind of see what you're going at here. I kind of see what you're going at. You know, like, I, he's, I a, he's a big-time actor, you know? Like, that. he's a guy that, you know, when Cloverfield. Roseanne... Cloverfield... Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, that wasn't a huge movie, but he was in that. It was um, huge to me, Jake. It's a good movie. Um, but like at the time of Roseanne, you know, he wasn't putting butts in seats. But I think now if you were to announce a movie with John Goodman, it might put some butts in seats. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, but he, he needs to be a voice actor now. Um, just because he's old. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You know, he could I play mean, a nice old disheveled man in some drama. The, the camera, know? the camera's not nice to him anymore you know well especially the sitcom camera where you know it's all bright lights you know hd 4k 8k Mm -hmm. yeah it's not it's not nice to Lori metcalf either Lori metcalf you know they she's uh, she looked better in in that songbird movie or that whatever that bird movie was she was in but i i mean i'm a fan of them i just don't i i just uh, yeah i'm just too i'm too too engaged in the old version of Roseanne and um I knew it was going to be a problem when they brought it back and they brought Dan back to life Dan died but uh, they, they another one that you mentioned was Fuller House and that was another yeah, one never watched where that one. that one was for young kids Full House that was you know a family show where but the primary audience was probably the the youngins and yeah, they, yeah. with their Netflix reboot it seemed like they tried to keep some of that older audience so they had some more like adult jokes in there and yeah i just think that concept is sort of interesting and weird and i kind of like it it's like the shows are growing up with us and it's like we get to see you know it's like the ultimate form of character progression for these sitcoms you know especially since sitcoms are dying anyway 
But it's also the laziness of Hollywood where they don't want to come up with something new. And I think we're going to experience a lot of this for the next couple of years because with a lot of production companies, we lost a lot of 2020 production. And what people don't realize is that a lot of stuff that would have been produced in 2020, we wouldn't have seen until 2021, first part of 2022. So we're now just starting to see it like like, uh, ABC set on a season of Holy Moly, the uh, the game show that is built by Steph Curry, an NBA player. They set on that season because, and they put it in the coffers because they knew they weren't going to, when they found out that they weren't going to be able, when their production was shut down for their other season, because it was filming at the time that Corona hit, they set on that and they're just barely releasing that out. Mm-hmm. So now that they're going to be able to, when, by the time they're able to get back into production, They'll be back on track. So I think we're going to experience a lot of these reboots and, so and I have a, stuff just to kind of fill in the market. I have a little bit of a theory, right? So this pertains probably more to movies than television. But, you know, all throughout COVID, we didn't have like any movies. There were a few that came out, but not anything big. We're about to see like the big ones drop that they've been holding on to for forever now. Like yeah, Fast yeah. and Furious Nine is coming out, uh, Marvel's Black Widow is coming out, and uh, what else? Uh, James Bond is finally coming out, and those are going to still have that big bombastic budget, right? Because they yeah, were yeah. they were shot pre-COVID. But you know, pre-COVID, I think a lot of these bigger studios were willing to make huge sacrifices, where they're like, "Let's put two hundred and fifty million dollars into this Justice League movie, which turned into three hundred million dollars." And then you add in the budget of the promotion and stuff. Well, now I think, you know, they lost a complete year of all of the the revenue streams that they would have made from those movies. Right. Mm -hmm, So now mm -hmm. they may not be willing to they're going to drop those big ones that were in the can for a while. But now they may not be willing to drop a three hundred million dollar budget because it's too risky at this point. So. Just like how the Saw movies came to be, and be a Saw fan or not, but like Saw was made for $1 million, little indie film. They gave them a million dollars to make a movie, and it came back and made $120 million. So that's about $119 million of just pure profit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think what we might end up seeing maybe in 2022 is more sort of low budget, you know, uh, low risk, high reward sort of movies. That's that's kind of my prediction for 2022, 2023. I think for I the like re- your prediction because people are also, you know, still adjusting and their comfort levels on going back into the theaters. You know, that's also another thing. And and that means once those comfort levels are back, you know, these the there I think the studios will be a little bit more comfortable throwing money at. But I I, I sign off on your theory. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, maybe people aren't comfortable, but if we only put, you know, 20 million into the movie and it ends up making only, you know, 40 million, that's still a 20 million dollar profit versus, hey, let's release Tenet, which was a 120 million dollar budget and ended up making about 40 million in the box office because of COVID. So it's Mm -hmm. like if if Tenet had only cost them, you know, 30 million dollars to make, which it wouldn't have because Chris Nolan would never do that. But they might give it to some younger director who's cheaper and give it to some actors that 
aren't big names and we might end up seeing some more classic franchises being built like star wars you know star wars is a classic franchise because that was just some indie movie made by this little known director named george lucas and you know he had like five ten million dollars and they're like hey go make a movie sounds like a lot of money but in the movie making world that's not a lot of money at all and he went out made a classic movie it ended up making like hundreds of millions of dollars and now it's one of the greatest franchises of all time and i'm hoping that you know 2022 2023 we might end up seeing a new star wars not a new star wars but you know like a new star wars you know what i'm saying yeah that's my hope and dream that's that's that is your that is your hope and dream no thoughts nothing no, not on Star Wars. Um, the but that's I, not I, Star Wars. It's just an analogy. I signed no. I signed off on your. I signed off on your theory that you know they're baiting and they're watching the markets and and I would imagine that these studios are also sitting back and watching the Rona and watching the Panty and seeing what's happening with that. Like I said at the beginning, you know, at, at the beginning of the show is now that California is back open, where a lot of this creativeness, you know, initiates. You know, once that if that goes the way that they hope it goes and the way that, you know, my fingers are crossed that it goes, your 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 theory will definitely, you know, come to fruition. Well, and we're really we're really going to see this upcoming weekend. Right. So we've had a few movie releases. Right. We've had a few, a handful. We had like Kong versus Godzilla, which came out in like March, which people were just getting you know, vaccinated, not really comfortable to go back to the movies yet. It didn't make a huge amount of money, but it also had that HBO plus thing where it was on HBO plus at the same time. You think that will stick around the streaming release as well as theater release? No. Yeah. I think there's a lot of movies that I'm seeing that are advertised that are not also on streaming. I I think they will do that for the rest of this year and then never again. But um, I I think like the real test is going to be this weekend with Fast and Furious 9. As funny as that as that sounds. This is going to be like the first big budget movie since pretty much the entire country now has uh removed the mask mandate for vaccinated people. And um I think we're it'll be a telling weekend, you know, are people willing to go back to the movies even for Fast and Furious. It's a huge franchise. So like I I really do think this movie is either going to be like a huge number maker and people are going to be like, movies are back, baby, or it's going to underperform and the studios are going to be like, okay, what do we do? Uh, we got to make a bunch I think, of I think ones. it's I think it's going to perform well because the vaccinated people like yourself mm-hmm. that are movie buffs are going to be in the movies. And I think I'm going to uh, see it. Yeah, I think it's going to be my first movie that- back. People that are good at uh, lying and comfortable with lying and taking their mask off will also go and see it. So I, I, it, it's it's, it's going to pull in. It's going to pull in some money. It's, it's most likely going to do very well. Yeah, I think this is going to be my first movie back since the Rona. So I'm excited. Yeah, you're about just it. out there living your best life. Hey, man, I'm vaccinated. You know, hey, so like, was Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. That's and he's symptom and he's symptomatic. Yeah, he'll be fine though. Yeah, of course he will be fine, but yeah, because he's vaccinated. Uh, yeah, he's vaccinated, but symptomatic and still was able to contract COVID. Yeah, but the other thing is, like, even if he, even if he contracted COVID and was like having minor symptoms, it's like we just can't risk putting him in a arena full of like you know 
however many people are in those fucking arenas now. 16,200. Yeah, a lot of people. And two. So. And it's fully open, and it is a sellout crowd. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm yeah. looking at concert tickets for uh, um, August, so I'm hoping shit. Yeah. I'm hoping shit stays right because I want to go to a concert in August. God damn it! <laughs> just oh, you selfish son of a monkey! You just want shit to stay right so you can go to. I'm not. I'm lying because, dude. There's a comedy. There's a comedian coming in to stand up live downtown Phoenix in August, and I'm thinking about going to get tickets too. The only thing is, I don't have any friends that would be interested in going and seeing this, or the one friend that shares in my liking liking of this comedian is my co-host on my show, but he's married, so there's no fucking way she's gonna let him out of the house for a guy's night out to go see a female comedian and then another comedian friend of mine who's the comedian uh, can you say um yeah her name is 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 christine but she's she's known as she's known on on um instagram and youtube as shirlene and she's this black comedian and and she's just she plays this she has this character that is just huge where she just picks on all the stereotypes of, of black churches and it's it's fucking absolutely fucking hilarious. And I follow her on Instagram, follow her on YouTube, and she's amazing. And then there's another comedian from America's Got Talent, Sam Comroy, who's coming to uh, Stand Up Live North in October. And I want to go see him, but I got nobody to go sit with. And I'm kind of hoping that social distancing is still in place because, man, I would love to be able to go to a comedy store or a comedy show and not be sardine in that motherfucker. (laughs) I would I hope that there's still at least three feet of space between the tables. So, you know, I may have to mask up and go. I can't go see Christine because Doug is the only one that knows about her. I can't go see Sam Comroy because nobody else knows about Sam Comroy and no one in my circle of people, acquaintances or friends are fans of America's Got Talent. I like comedy. I must But you're not you don't know Sam Comroy and I you could don't get to know Sam Comroy Got, at the show. And 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 at at the America's Got Talent. I could get to know him when we see him live. And you don't want to go see me. You don't want to go to a comedy show with me. Anyway, because as soon as the lights go down, I get handsy. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. Uh, Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> make sure you check out all the other shows. Jake and Corey comes out live every Monday. Uh, we do the Loner Gamecast live at 3.30 every Monday. It goes everywhere else on Tuesday. Uh, make sure you check out my live streams we stream at 8 30 p.m on wednesdays we do the low-key review and then after that i play some video games so make sure you come check all of that goodness out we've got more exciting things coming to the channel it's a lot of fun check out our e3 breakdown it's it's a two-hour extravaganza it's amazing go check it out uh thanks for watching go sons Thank you.